I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 555 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, i got an awesome guest for you guys today. Sean Spicer joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Sean Spicer is very well known for being the first White House press secretary for the Trump administration. He also served as White House communications director uh, for President Trump. Prior to that, Sean was the Republican National Committee communications director and chief strategist. Sean was a contestant on season 28 of Dancing with the Stars, uh, where he made it to the quarterfinals with professional dancers Lindsey Arnold and Jenna Johnson. Sean Spicer is currently the host of a political talk show on Newsmax. He's got a brand new book out available right now titled Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Dangerous Plan for America. The link to the book is in today's show notes. Sean Spicer will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Sean Spicer was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch today's conversation between the former White House press secretary and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, if you guys enjoyed today's interview with Sean Spicer and you'd like to hear some of the other dads from the Trump administration that join me on the podcast here, recently I had General Keith Kellogg on the podcast. Also, I had Secretary Mike Pompeo, Dr. Ben Carson, and President Donald Trump's son, Eric Trump, recently stopped by for his second interview on the podcast as well. Go through the archives of the show. You'll find them all there for you to listen to at your convenience. All right, and make sure you take advantage of the historically low price for the original My Pillow. Usually priced at $69.99. Right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD at MyPillow.com, you're going to get the original MyPillow Classic Pillow for $19.98. That's a $50 savings. So get your Christmas shopping started early and get over there and check it out. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. You're going to get up to 66% off your entire order, and you're going to save $50 on the MyPillow Classic Pillow. All right, and be sure you guys follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please hit me with a rating and review. And as always, please help me spread the word about the podcast every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Sean Spicer. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I got a couple of ways for you guys to help support the podcast here and save some money. As you know, Christmas shopping season has started once again. And right now, MyPillow has got the lowest prices in history on their original MyPillow, the pillow that started it all. The normal price is $69.98. But right now, if you use the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get it for $19.98. That's right. Save $50 on the original MyPillow. Go visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout. All right, and secondly, as you know, the NFL season is now heating up. The NBA and the NHL are underway. Take your kids to the game in person the way it's supposed to be and save $20 on your tickets at SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and plug in the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. Go to SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS and save $20 on your tickets. All right, just a quick recap. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. SeatGeek.com, promo code First Class. Two ways for you guys to save money and help support First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Sean Spicer. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, I have two 10 year olds, so I got my hands full. Wow. God bless you there. If you could, Sean, just take one minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, so real quick, I mean, I, I grew up uh, in Rhode Island. Uh, my father was a yacht salesman and uh, we were not a political family. I kind of got bit by the political bug in college. And then uh, as I like to tell people, I feel like I felt like a minor league baseball player in the political world where, you know, you go from campaign to campaign, kind of trying to work up to the next bigger thing, if you will, and then uh, was back and forth on Capitol Hill. Um, I uh, I ended up uh, getting sort of what I would say was my dream job in the majors, politically speaking, in uh, 2011. I had just come off active duty and uh, joined, spent the next six years, three cycles at the RNC. And uh, and then that's where at the in that final uh, cycle, uh, the 2016 election, President Trump became the nominee of the party, and uh, I had uh, developed a relationship with him. And on December 22nd, 2016, he named me White House press secretary, and I think that's that sort of changed my life forever. So, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, as you know, I've now published, uh, just put out my third book uh, last week called Radical Nation, and. Uh, you know, that kind of lays out to me where I think the country is headed and some of the concerns that I have. Yeah, Sean, and I'm going to jump into the book, Radical Nation. Link to the book is in the description of this podcast episode. So if you could take me back then, 10 years old, uh, about how old were you then when you became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Well, I mean, I was, uh, I'm, oh gosh, I'm doing the math right now. I was 39 years old, uh, obviously late to the game. Um, I think, you know, it's it's um, there's so many things that change, right? There's a level of responsibility that change, but more importantly, I think priorities change. Um, when you're married, you're obviously um, you, know, you you suddenly go from being single to concerned about the welfare and well-being of somebody else, and you want to grow as a couple. All that. I think a child changes things tremendously because. Your priority now is first and foremost their development, their well-being. They're not, um, you know, they're not sustainable on their own. So you need to provide for them in a way that you've never provided for anybody um, as an individual. You know, you can care for. You know, I know sometimes people care for a younger sibling or something like that. But when when you know you have a baby, you know, you you are financially, emotionally, and every other way um, directly in charge of making sure that that individual grows. And is taken care of. Yeah, very well said, Sean. And listen, being a parent right now in this country, it, there's a lot to be concerned about right now. We're seeing uh, parents being called domestic terrorists for wanting to get involved and change some of the school curriculum uh, that may be, uh, you know, with either critical race theory or they don't want boys in, the, in their daughter's bathroom. And there's yeah. a lot of pushback on it. And there's a, there's a lot of things right now to be concerned. I think a lot of parents around the country now, we see them, uh, they're, they're storming into these school board meetings. They want some answers. And, and there's been a lot of blowback. Meanwhile, the education system is largely failing. There were 38th in the world in math, 24th in the world in science. Literacy rate is uh, is very far down the scale here. What's your take on all this? Well, first and foremost, as much as I wish it was for different reasons, I'm glad it's heartwarming to see so many parents engaged in their communities, in their school boards, um, in politics. So I, I'm, it's unfortunate that it's for the reasons that it is. Um, but I look at it like a good thing because I think that um, 
getting involved in the process. So many parents during COVID for the first time were looking over their kid's shoulder while they were on a Zoom saying, you know, what are you learning? What are you reading? How are you being instructed? And who, how are you interacting with other people? And, and I, <clears throat> I think that was enlightening. So I think in, in a, as a byproduct of, of so many of the, the bad things that came with the pandemic was a good thing. Parents getting much more involved in their kids' development and education. But it is concerning what is being taught and and frankly the the dismissal of some of these concerns where to your point like people are saying uh, calling them names or saying that that's not true um I, I and then the the bigger byproduct that you brought out is you know we we are living in a world where kids need to compete um china is, is despite what the president said a year and a half ago they are trying to eat our lunch they are our competition and our children need to grow up um, with skills and with a mentality that is going to allow them to compete and continue to make um, America the, the great country it is. And, and here's why that this is the most important. It's not just about competing and winning against China. Um, it, it's, a, it's about ensuring that there's a counterweight, that there's a reason that people want to come to America because it is the greatest country. It is a free country. It's, it's a place where we can do and say things to some extent still. Um, and I think that if we don't fight for it, um, it will get lost. And and so I am concerned about it. And I do believe that we need to make sure that kids have the tools and the mentality. And so if they're growing up believing that they're all victims and that everything's wrong in the country, uh, that's a problem. Yeah, a lot of problems. I'm in New Jersey here. And last year they added to the, to the school curriculum for the sex education, anal sex, they felt was important to teach to the eighth graders. I had an eighth grader last year, freshman now, but um, you know, they're not teaching them how to balance a checkbook. They don't seem to think that's important, but anal sex, that makes the, you know, we got to change. If you have a problem with it, you're, you're being considered, you know, stay out of the way, you know, you have no right being involved. So very frightening stuff there. And then being, uh, you know, with your two 10 year olds there, what would you consider to be the top values that you hope to instill in them growing up? I mean, I, look, I think integrity is important. Um, you know, my father always taught me that, you know, your word was your bond, um, that you need to, to be there for your friends. You need to take care of people less fortunate. And so I think those are the kind of things that we want them to have a set of core values that to look out for people, to take care of people, um, that when you give them your word that you follow through and you make a commitment, you'll, you'll follow through on it. Yeah. And how about as far as discipline goes with the two of them? What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style you grew up with? <laughs> uh, there's a lot more spanking when I grew up. Um, <laughs> I think and it's interesting. I've, I Every once in a while I think about it, it was it's, you know, in the course of one generation, I think that we've really changed how we um, how we parent discipline wise. Um, and, and, and in some ways, good, um, because I, I don't you know, I. I think there was always that sort of feeling back in the day, you know, 30 years ago, 40 years, whatever it was, 40 years ago, where um, there was this like, you know, I'm, I'm only punishing, you know, I'm punishing you because I love you or something. But I, I think we're different now. Um, we we try to um, course correct in a, in a much more positive way. And, um, you know, so it is different. Yeah, definitely. Discipline styles. And most of the dads that I bring on here will attest to the same thing. Yeah, it was either spank, the spoon, the switch, you know, they, and they don't do it, uh, you know, themselves now. So well, definitely. And I don't even know. It was interesting because I'm sure something happened along the way between when when I grew up and when I had kids. But I just don't think it's even it's it's part of it's societal anymore. I, you know what I mean? It's not 
it's not like there are some people who believe in it and some people don't. I'm not sure that I know any parent that really is disciplines like the parents did. Yeah, well, a couple of the Navy SEALs I've had on the show here, they, they seem to be, uh, they, they put a little corporal punishment in some of their discipline, that's for sure. Um, and but listen, before I jump into the book here, Radical Nation, I want to just get a quick hitter on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, what did your kids think? First of all, did, did, was this something you got roped into, you sought to get on? Did you lose a poker game to get on there? And what did your kids think of you uh, getting involved in the Dancing with the Stars? Um, <clears throat> so we, I had been asked to do it for almost three years and had said no and then we started to had the we sort of continued the conversation if you will with the folks and I sort of had a quick conversation with the kids and said what do you think and because I feel I felt like the the third sort of iteration if you will or the whatever it was the second it was going to be the last I mean they don't keep asking you at some point they say hey all right we got the hint we're not gonna um and you know, if you ever watch the show, you know that I, I don't have any artistic or musical uh, <laughs> rhythm, talent, etc. So my daughter knows that very well. We go to a father-daughter dance, and I think I pretty much embarrassed her in like eight seconds. So she was like, I don't know that this is a good idea. My son thought it was, the, you know, he, I don't even think he fully appreciated what it was, but he thought it was great. And um, and so but I also thought that it would be like a two week deal. I thought, OK, I'm horrible. I'll do this thing. I'll have some fun for a week and a half and then I'll be off. And we ended up going all the way to the, to the quarterfinals. So, um, you know, I, I will tell you, though, I, I look back on it. I had I'm, I'm literally right now talking to you uh, from L.A. I'm going to be at the show tonight. Um, it was a a great experience. I loved the people. Um, I, you, they tell you when you join, and it sounds like a bumper sticker, but they're like, oh, it's like a family. And I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just a talking point. It really is. There's just great people that are involved in that show. It's been on 30 seasons now, and, and so many of the people that have that are part of it have been with it for years. And I'm honestly, I, I, I was very, not very, I was probably more nervous doing that than I was with anything else. And I, um, and I, I had the, a blast on it. Yeah, I've had quite a few dads that have been on the show. I just recently had Donnie Osmond, who who won on the show. And everybody that I've talked to has always had a great experience on it. It's fun to watch. I think it's a good show. Um, and so let's turn it into here. Uh, Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, dangerous plan uh, for America. Now, obviously, we're seeing it. The recent poll, 71 percent of Americans think the country is headed in the wrong direction here. Obviously, this administration has been failing right from the dribble. Uh, and listen, in my opinion, I think the fatherless crisis is one of the most biggest social problems we have in this country. I think if we had more dads involved in their kids' lives or if we could strengthen our nuclear family units, I think most of the problems we're seeing would start to go away here. Uh, why did you decide to write Radical Nation? What's it all about? Well, first of all, I, I do I want to say I, I agree with you. And I think that it's not just that we have a problem with with fatherism and families, but I think we've now decided to minimize them, right? And so we say like, you know, any talk of it, we shouldn't be talking about fathers, we should be talking about parents. And it's like, you know what, this is, that's, I think that's the bigger problem. It's, it's So you have a lack of it to begin with, and now we're minimizing it. And the problem is, is that mothers play a huge role and fathers play a huge role. And to take one or the other and dismiss it, is just stupid. It's wrong because I wouldn't be who I am today without my mom, nor would I be who I am today without my father. And to the extent that we can <clears throat> encourage that that apparatus, and sometimes it's not a perfect thing, and I get that. We're, we live in a flawed society. 
But that doesn't mean we shouldn't look to try to encourage that and support policies that encourage it. <clears throat> With respect to the book, look, the Radical Nation is the first comprehensive look at this administration, the policies and the people that make it up. And I think, frankly, the direction that we're going. What what it does, and especially as you head into the holidays and you, you're going to have the crazy aunt or uncle that's going to argue politics with you, is that I think it gives you a roadmap as to what what's beneath so many of the people and the politics. And what I mean by that is I don't honestly believe, and through no, no fault of their own, because it's actually two chapters in the book are about the media and, and the lack of what's covered, I think because of what people don't see – I don't think that there's a full appreciation of, of who these people are that are running the U.S. government right now in this administration, nor do I think that people fully appreciate the policies that are being implemented and and why. Like, what are they seeking to achieve? Because so much of what's happening now has a fancy bumper sticker, build back better, right? It's like, that's really cute. It sounds great. Everybody's on board. We throw around words like voting rights that hopefully we're all on board on. Um and but but when you scratch beneath the surface of so many of these things, you go, no, 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 no. that's not what I thought we were buying into. So I, I really t I, the whole goal of Radical Nation is to give people an understanding of where we are. And frankly, where the, the, I use the term in, in a serious way. Biden has told us that he wants to be the most progressive president ever. He told us the other day that he wants to transform the country and also transform the economy. Look, if you agree with that. God bless you. This is America. It's a free country. But I think that for a lot of people who voted in the last election, that's not what they bought into. And I'm talking about even Democrats. I think there's a lot of people who wanted to right the ship, who wanted a more steady direction. I don't think that they bought into um, to transforming the nation. Yeah, listen, uh, like I said, Radical Nation, a link to the book is in the description of today's podcast episode. And obviously, Sean, we see a big difference the way that the media is covering uh, Joe Biden as opposed to how it treated. Like, we, you never even got a chance to really even settle into the Donald Trump uh, presidency. It was just cannons right from the get go. Uh, obviously, with I mean, we even now a difficult job, obviously, uh, press secretary where we're seeing Jen Psaki go through it now. They call her Little Red Lying Hood. Uh, she's up against it sometimes in her own way, uh, but nothing compared to what I seen you and then our. I was there. I was at the press uh, conference. I was at a couple of um, uh, press briefings. I took part in one, actually made some headlines myself for getting involved there. But the way that the press corps treated uh, Trump's press secretaries is far different than the way we're seeing uh, Jen Psaki being treated by the press corps. What was it like for you as a dad to go through that? Like, now, I know your kids are young here, not on, obviously not on social media yet. But what is it like for you? Uh, like, do, do you do you keep the kids? Uh, you have any concerns about what they're going to find out about you online and that entire thing, uh, you know, about you being the press secretary? Um, well, first of all, during the tenure, they were a little bit younger, so um, they were less exposed, but they did see things um, here and there. And so we tried to shield them from a lot of things, my wife and I, and not not so much like the, the issues, but just from um, because obviously in, in the world that we live in today, like there's some scary people out there. So we're, we're fairly protective of our kids and and their their sort of online presence, if you will. Um, it's just not it, which is unfortunate. It's you know, I it, it's at some point they can make their own decisions for themselves. But until then, I don't necessarily think that they need to be exposed to some of the vitriol that exists out there. Um, th that's obviously transformed a lot more now. Um, with the further away we've gotten from the administration, some of the other things that I've done. I mean, I, I, they've seen some things they've, uh, you know, so I'm sure as they get older, they'll, they'll Google more, but it's also, you know, 
between Dancing with the Stars, I've got a show now every night at six o'clock on Newsmax called Spicer and Company that they're very familiar with and they watch. I mean, they we have it on, you know, that they they'll watch it while they're having dinner. Um, so they very much they're very conscious of what I do now and um, and 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 enough of the background. But I, I, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting balancing act between what they what we expose them to and what we don't. Yeah, because it's such a cesspool on social media. It's really it's amazing what people are, are feel free to say on there about people. And it's uh, sometimes I think they get so disconnected they forget that these are family people, no matter what side of the aisle you are on. So uh, people are kind of nuts with with the way they are on there. So obviously, all right, you got the book out now. You do the show on Newsmax. Uh, you, what kind of other goal? Now, let me ask you this, uh, Sean: If Trump does decide to make the run, become president again, would you uh, consider being involved if asked to be a part of the administration in any way? You know, I, I, I've talked about this before. I wouldn't. And um, that's not like a sl- I'll be a supporter of his. I'll be a friend of his. Um, I just based on what we were just talking about, the intensity and the scrutiny, like I, I wouldn't do it to myself, but I definitely wouldn't do it to my family. Um, I'm in a very good place right now with I love doing the show on Newsmax every night. It's a blast. I really I I, enjoy, I wake up every day excited about who's going to be on the show and what we're going to talk about. Um, so I'm not. So from that perspective, you know, I, I'd be like I said, I'm, I'm I'll be supportive, but I'm just not looking to to get back in the game. Very cool. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Sean. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? I I mean I know this sounds really naive and simplistic, but I just think you just gotta love your kid, and if if you want to be present and and have an interest in it'll never be for the wrong reasons right um i i think new dads sometimes like want a manual like what do i do and how do i do it and i think if you're there for them and you take an interest in it and um and what they're doing and don't try to force them and stuff but you know i we, we talk all the time about what 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 they like and what they don't like and why they like it and really take an interest in you know whether it's the sports or school and i think that you know, developing that relationship early with them is crucial. So it's, it's, you know, from, from the get go, trying to stay involved in what they're doing and, and ask questions and be present in their life is crucial to going forward. Yeah. Very well said. I love the message. Radical nation link to the book is in the description of today's podcast episode. Uh, Sean Spicer, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. You bet, Alec. Thank you. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Sean Spicer for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys. Drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Don't forget to take advantage of this crazy offer over here at MyPillow.com. They've been a part of the cancel culture. All the retail stores have canceled them. You can get the original MyPillow Classic. Used to go for $69.98. Right now with the promo code FATHERHOOD, you're going to get the same pillow for $19.98. That's a $50 savings. Get to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. I'm sure you can knock a few people off of your Christmas shopping list and help support the podcast here as well. All right? So a fair exchange is no crime. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.